The Core 4 Pod is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Welcome back to the Core 4 Pod, where being a whore for horror comes in fours. I'm your co-host, Mark, and joining me always are your co-hosts... Macabre Maddie. The only other adult male with the name Aubrey. That's me, Aubrey, and that's my child, if you hear him. Hi, buddy. And your (laughs) favorite final girl, the only girl in the Core 4, me, Jordana. If you are listening to this, this is our sequel to our first episode, and... We want to first thank you guys for even listening to the first episode and coming back because obviously you enjoyed it that much to come back and listen to our second episode, right? Of course. I mean, sequels are always, well, not always, but sometimes better. Hopefully the sequel is better than the first, but I mean, that first episode was just fire. There was a lot. You guys got to learn who we are. There were some sexy voices. There were a little bit of fighting, like... That's what we do here at the core. Had it all, really. Can um, I just interject though, real yeah. quick? That I I fixed our fight. I did you see my letterbox? No, I fixed yes. That I'm. So what's the new score? The what? Yeah, what's the new? What's your new score for Hell House LLC? If because if you guys didn't know, um, I cheated and looked at her letterbox uh, to rank her favorite movies, and she straight up lied on letterbox. So. Yeah, but she fixed it. No, so but I know how it is. Sometimes you're in the heat of the moment. You think you really like something. You're like, oh, I'm going to rate this so high. And then you forget you've ever seen it. And you're like, oh. Oh, oh. and that's ex- and that's it. And oh. if I would have known. I, it's okay. It's I fine. never wanted to like derail any sort of ranking for you because I would never do that. But I did. I was heavy heated in that moment of loving Hell House. And then I watched some other movies and that. We weren't sure how bad Hell House Gate Origins, Hell House Origins Gate was going to spiral out of control this time. Yeah. I'm just glad. Gate. I don't know. I just now know for the future not to go by your letterbox until we discuss it because. <laughs> you never know. Like, I'm scared now. We all change our views. You know, I changed my views right now. Maddie's wearing a baseball cap, and I'm like, oh my God, Maddie. Is that Mark Wahlberg? Like, who is that? Like, uh, he is we have a new Beyonce. Of the group. We do. I yes. wish I could post the level of cringe that Mark Wahlberg is capable of. His is just Maddie with the hat glorious. is beautiful. Well, now I feel I stupid. Know. I'm gonna take this fucking hat off. Leave it. Aubrey's voice is like <laughs> operator. So we all have different. We all have different um, hotness, positiveness. Like me, it's my phone sex operator, obviously. Hi. <laughs> Maddie with the hat, Aubrey with the voice, and well, Jordana, she's just that bitch. So, period. A hundred percent all the way around. That's it. So, what is the pod about? Like Maddie said last time, we met doing Instagram lives, and we all have a bond for horror uh, because we're horror whores. And every episode is going to be different. We're going to scary. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I like sluts for school. Like, like that. How long have you been a scary slut, Maddie? 
Um, All your life? Well, I'm 38 years old, so I think um, I saw my first horror movie when I was like five. So yeah, let's do the math. 33 years sounds about yes. right. Okay. And how old were you when you saw your first tit in the scary movie? I think that was in my first scary movie. My first scary movie was Halloween, Ooh. 1978. Oh. So there's a titty like within the first five minutes. Carpenter knows that, that really, if you need to get the audience drawn in, some titty and some blood is just, you really can't go wrong. A titty so, through I a mask. Slutting it up for that scary ever since that first viewing that scared the living kid piss out of me. <laughs> I love that. Jordana, what was your first, um, how old were you when you first saw your first scary so movie? So my first scary movie, I think I was, was I six or seven? And I, my first was when Stranger Calls. Was there a titty? In, I don't remember. No, original, obviously. Yeah, that's right? a banger for a first Yeah, the, my mom yeah. knew exactly what she was doing when I like bugged her to watch scary movies. And she's like, okay, you want to watch a scary movie? You watch this one. And that opening scene fucking destroyed me. I was like. Now meet your babysitter. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Never wanted a babysitter. And Aubrey, how old were you when you watched your first scary movie? And was there a titty in it? Um, no, but Jessica Alba was in her skivvies, so that was as close as good as we got. It was yeah, it was Idle Hands. Uh my older cousin played it for me when I was like six years old, and we were watching it in a barn in the middle of nowhere here in Missouri, and it scared the living shit out of me. I thought my hand was gonna get possessed. So yeah. No titties, but a great movie. Great movie. Okay. Great Such a great movie. movie. Like probably the best stoner oh. horror movie of all yes. time. Hey, how about I that? Do. David Gordon Green remake Idle Hands because you're good at stoner comedies, i.e. Pineapple Express. You are He stays catching strays in this podcast, doesn't he? You are on something. We can't yeah. go one episode without making it. That's a good idea. And my first movie, well, with a titty was probably the Amity of a Horror because it was the Ryan Reynolds and that sex mm-hmm. scene, which was great because I saw it in the theater. So that was a big old titty, okay? <laughs> that was a big old titty. Um, your titty. But yeah. So the biggest yes. titties. The biggest. I was like, what is that? Um, but yeah, so that is what we do here at the pod. We make things horror and then we make it to a level of horror. Not all the time, but sometimes. Thank you guys again for coming back and on to Aubrey to talk about what we are going to be doing today. So now our core four segment we're going to be doing this week is our four most anticipated horror movies of 2024. With that, we're going to be talking about why we're interested in it. Maybe who's starring in it, who's directing it, who's writing it. I know that was a big thing on one of mine that I picked. And then we're also going to talk about what could go wrong because as much as excitement can be there, uh, things are inevitably going to go wrong, and I am your official Debbie Downer here, and that's all I ever think about is what can go wrong. So can't wait to get into that. But let's see. Who who do we want to go first, people? Hmm. The power's all in my hands. Maybe I'll just talk this whole yeah, time. Yeah, you pick. <laughs> let's go with, I want to hear Jordana's number one. Oh, well, with no, you know. Uh, doubt in anyone's mind, my most anticipated of 2024 would have to be Damien Leone's Terrifier 3. I'm I'm really stoked to see art kind of be in a different setting than Halloween and be in the, the holiday setting. Um, I think that visually, with everything that we've seen from 1 and 2, I think that in this winter Christmas setting, I think it's going to be fucking 
beautiful to see with the gore, the blood, like just all of it. I'm really excited for Lauren or Laura, Lauren Lavera's return as Sienna because I think she killed it as a final girl. And Absolutely. I really just can't wait to see David Howard Thornton rip shit up as art. So yeah. we'll see. Bless us again. How long do you think it's going to be? I'm hoping. I, I hope not as long as Terrifier. It's going to be a lot. That yes. I, I would put money on it. If you listen to like Leonie and like some of his interviews, he's like, we're going back to the first yeah. one. I had fun Good. with the second one, but we're going we're gonna to move more towards the first one. No, nothing, nothing against the second one, but it was just way too fucking long. And me, I love the first Terrifier. It took me three times to watch it because I was so scared. This one, like, I was scared, but I was grossed out. But then I also, I got bored because, like, I'm not a sci-fi kind of gay. Like, <laughs> the sci-fi, when it starts getting into, like, wizards of waverly place like i don't like that i don't and for me it just mm -mm. it was an interesting turn when that sword started sword started to glow i was like where is he going like there was three times that she fell that i'm like we could have ended it like way back then you know what i mean like i i I think he has taken the critique which we'll see because maybe i'm hoping that he goes well, he kind of did that with the second one, right? Like, wasn't people weren't people like, oh, you need to develop the story more after the first one, and then he did that, but he kind of overdeveloped it, mm-hmm. and then you know, I was fully expecting like the never-ending story theme song to come on at some point when like that sword started <laughs> glowing, like and yeah. across the rain, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, like this is getting like Falcor is gonna jump out of here. I have to watch Atreyu die in that fucking quicksand yeah. again. So no, yeah. It was- yeah, I think I think for it being such a long movie, I think that was my biggest critique is like, I don't mind if it's long, but don't leave stuff so ambiguous. If you're going to make it two yeah. and a half hours, like answer my questions. Yeah. Uh, yes. The whole point of being ambiguous is kind of like leaving it some room to breathe. And it just kind of felt like there was parts of it like he's like, oh, that totally makes sense. Like, yeah, in your mind, Damien, because you made it up. Like right. you kind of have to like articulate a yeah. little bit better. but. Maybe they touch on it in the third one. Maybe. And who knows? Maybe it's not even about Christmas. Maybe just the teaser or something. Because that's another thing I want to argue with people is like, for all we know, that's just a little clip in the movie. You know? Exactly. Maybe he's just like trolling us. Maybe he's the Kanye West of horror and just like trolls us with his rollouts. It Truly, because maybe maybe it's like a flashback to, because I've seen some speculation, which I'm not going to like dive too deep in trying to figure out this fucking movie in a teaser. I'm just excited to know that we're getting more Terrifier and it's coming this year. Like I'm, I'm stoked. And also to see it, uh, if it is such a quick change into a different setting, you have to give, not, like, not saying you have to give them credit because we haven't seen it, but that's pretty ballsy to be so mm-hmm. certain in your story and in your you know character and franchise to take that that dive and i i hope it's executed um the right way i hope i hope it's a christmas horror because we've talked about it before like on our instagram lives we don't really have a lot of i mean not a lot of mainstream Christmas horror films that go to theaters. It's a lot of like straight to like shutter streaming services, which they're just as good as the big ones. But I think with this being a main focal on Christmas would be so amazing. And who knows, maybe this might be our new Christmas horror film that we get to watch every year as a tradition, kind of like Thanksgiving. 
Agreed. I'm excited to see what Leone does because I think he kind of did the thing where there was no character development and then there's too much. So I think his third film and people give him some grace, like Terrifier and Terrifier 2, like those are his first films. Yeah. So, I mean, give him a little grace and uh, he'll probably become a better artist. And number three might be the best. Could be the return of the Jedi <laughs> of the, you know. Well, terrifying. look at how many great people he's met after two. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you know, one was out, but after he made two, like he's meeting with Mike Flanagan. You know what I mean? Like, and I think two felt like a victory lap to me. Yeah. Like, he's like, look how fucking dope and how much people love art. And he really relished in that. And I'm not mad at yep. it. And I think, I think the props for him is like the shock factor. He brings the fucking shock factor. Like, if you are going to watch Terrifier, see it in a pack theater because, yeah. like, just the shock factor of people, like, gagging or, like, and not like a good gag. Yeah. Not like a Glock Glock 3000 gag. It's like a I'm going to fucking puke my popcorn gag. Oh, like, I love it. A Glock Glock 3000, <laughs> you know, that kind. Like, people are, like, literally throwing up their popcorn. I'm picking like, rocks over to try to find those Glock Glocks, Mark. So, yeah, you know yeah. where they're hiding. Let me know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I get a Glock Glock 3000 for my birthday every year. <laughs> what type of batteries do those take, Mark? <laughs> Double A. <laughs> Double <laughs> E, um, but yeah, no. See it in a pack theater because his shock factor is like at a level one hundred. Like the salt scene, the fucking coochie cut, like the coochie cut from the oh. first one was shocking. I literally was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Like I, it's great. I was like that, and I but I loved it. Like I just watched it the other day as like a comfort movie, and watching that scene, I was just thinking to myself, like, who does that? Who's so fucking ballsy to? slice a girl's vagina and then like and as you know like at the end when he's at the head and he's looking back smiling and he's fucking doing it it's yeah. so amazing and i know there's a lot of controversy around that and you know like the way that he does but whatever i don't think there's a lot i think some people that uh want attention from it but we will not talk about True that yeah um if there's no controversy in horror then you're doing something wrong correct period yes. i will steal mark's mic drop period because I will at them right now on this motherfucking podcast, but I'm not going to do that because we're professional here. Just take it away, Aubrey. Take it away. I'll just edit it out. I, I have final say, Mark. But I will say, I honestly didn't put Terrifier on my list because I knew we were going to talk about right. it. And like, I want all the picks in the world. So well, we could literally go on and on and on about Terrifier because it, it, it's a lightning rod. It really is. But let's see. How about Maddie? I want to know what's your most anticipated but i'm gonna start with the toxic avenger remake (laughs) so this technically came out last year but it premiered last year it still doesn't even have a release date so at this point there's really no reason why it wouldn't be 2024 unless for whatever you know silliness it doesn't get the distribution but nevertheless i think it will get picked up and maybe who knows we'll get it in theaters but it's got Macon Blair behind the camera and it's got a pretty stacked cast of Kevin Bacon, Peter Dinklage and Elijah yes. Wood. The early reviews that came out of Fantastic Fest were pretty great and I I'm a big Toxic Avenger fan, I have been since I was a kid and uh which is weird because you kind of have to question some of the parenting choices that the adults around here are making by let me watch the fucking Toxic Avenger when I was like seven <laughs> or eight years old. But, you know, hey, I didn't, I turned out all right. I um, just have an unhealthy obsession with sewage. But <laughs> I, uh, I love the Toxic Avenger and it's just so um, unabashedly trauma, if you know what that yes. means. Um, 
and that it's like trying really hard to like make sure that everyone gets offended. Yes. And I think that that's something that you could only really do at certain points in history. Not to say that it's a good thing, more so just like the culture was not as constructive about, you know, hey, pretty much just trying to rile people up. And I think right now we're just all in a point where it's kind of hard to tell those jokes because it's you have to question their intent. I mean, like, oh, is are they are they doing this because they actually are just trying to make a joke or are they just fucking edgelords? And so that's where we are today. But anyway, I hope that the Toxic Avenger remake is as good as I heard it was. Because it sounds like it's just like got all the hilarity of the first one, so heaps of gore, and I just need to see what Peter Dinklage looks like as the Toxic Avenger. Like that—that that sounds like a star. I will say they better have body talks when the movie opens, just like the OG. If we don't get that body talk song in the gym opening scene, and my major body talk, <laughs> major body body talk. talk. <laughs> yeah, the like, Tromaville Health Club. Club. Yeah, I've never seen the first one, so. I, I need to it's watch a, it. Maddie, well, it's hard to recommend. I agree. You kind of had to grow up watching it. Like, if you didn't see it when you were twelve, I don't know if you'd enjoy it. You're I like, saw something else when I was twelve. <laughs> yeah, this. Well, I mean, there's. Time. Let's just put it this way: he becomes ugly, so he starts dating this like blind chick, and she's the only one that will hook up with him. And like, there's like taco stands that get robbed and SA while getting robbed. It's it's wild. It's crazy. This movie's oh wild. Probably the most realistic looking dog death <laughs> I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, unless <laughs> Pamela Holocaust has one in there. Yeah. In huh. fact, I remember Lloyd Kaufman saying in his book, he's like, people were so mad about that dog death. It's the reason why it didn't actually get like. Uh, a lot of it had a lot of issues in theaters is because like people didn't want to see the dog. They give a fuck about all the people getting their head ripped off yeah. and like, yeah. stuck in fryers and shit. They're like, no, don't kill that fucking dog. That's don't how it's that always been. Dog. I feel like people are so upset about dogs getting killed and really just don't give a fuck about anything else. <laughs> As we Sarah should McLaughlin. be, dogs yeah. are God's gift. Yes. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms of ninja. This animal is starving for twenty five cents a day for to- only for the cost of less than a soda. I love how her paws are like this weird cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark. In the meantime, when you're not uh, impersonating Sarah McLaughlin, what are you anticipating for twenty twenty four as far as horror movies? Okay, so I know that there's like a lot to look forward to. <clears throat> but I am going to go for, and I'm not, well, okay, I'll just say it, The Strangers, the trilogy. Love that pick. Because I heard that we're getting all three next year. That's what I heard. I heard they're and all in really, at least post-production, so it very well could happen. Wow. That's what I was reading, that we're supposed to get them like in increments of like three months. Oh. Damn, Fear Street style. I was, I was literally so, thinking about that, Fear Street. Yeah. I'm okay with that because to go to a theater and it's still like kind of like what they did with X. And then we got, um, Pearl. what's that other Pearl? I yeah. Thought Pearl like, was we, a joke though. Like I remember we stayed to the end and I'm like, this shit's a joke, right? Like this is great, but it's a fucking joke. And then like what? Three, four months later you get. Yeah. Pearl. Exactly. And <laughs> if we get that for the strangers and apparently the strangers takes place, like the sequel takes place, like, months later it's not even like when i think of the strangers it all happens in one fucking night right right? so i'm thinking how are we getting a fucking trilogy when 
the events in the first one happen in one night. Well, apparently it happens throughout the years. So the Halloween trilogy is calling. (laughs) Don't say that. Like, why would you say that? There's no way it could be worse. I'm excited about the streams. I am too. That's on my list. I, it's one of my favorite like horror films growing up because I was like literally traumatized with the first strangers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I have hope, you know? Um and I want it to be good. And Rennie Harlan's behind it, which, you know, Rennie Harlan did Deep Blue Sea and uh Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Like, he's yeah, I think four or five he did. Um like he's He's not the world's best director, but you know what? Like, he definitely knows how to make an entertaining movie. Uh, he, isn't That's he, like, sure. behind, too? Like, I was just looking some of his older stuff up, too. Like, Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Like, all of those. Yeah, he did Die Hard. Like, action-type movies. Uh, yeah. He also did Cutthroat Island, which I remember how that, you know, not a bad movie. Just anyway. Let me just- Real quick uh, before we derail this thing, what are your guys' thoughts on Pray at Night? That's a pretty polarizing thing. Ooh, I like Pray I at like Night. Pray Strangers at Pray, night. Pray at Night. I love Pray at Night. It was I think great. it's better than the first movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. That comment really pissed me the fuck off, Maddie. You think it's better than the original? <laughs> I, d- I think the first one's boring. Are you fucking kidding me? It's really effective, but it's boring as shit. Maddie, like, so I feel like we're always just gonna have drama on Hold this. Hold on, but here's the thing: it's like I, it's I, you. When I first saw it, I thought it was really good, and then I rewatched it like a few years later, and I'm like, "Ugh, this is okay. This is good, but like, this takes a really long time for anything to actually fucking happen." And then by the time it does, you're like, "Oh, oh, they're just fucking with them." Oh, okay. <laughs> like it, and then the the pray at night one has the added advantage of having the, a way better soundtrack and a lot more action. And it's that basically pool everything. Scene. That fucking pool scene. Just because it plays that one eighty song. No, no, no. It's the whole, like it's the whole vibe that the second one gives off. Now there's a lot of problems with the mm-hmm. second one. Like it has a, it's a far in, it's a much inferior, more inferior script. Like it's just not okay. as good at Thank building you. the tension. Like it doesn't have like, the same level of investment in the characters. Like it's a bit more exploitation-y, but that's also like what I want from yes. that movie. Okay. And I think the creepiness, what makes the first one a, an effective movie is that it does creepiness. Well, mm-hmm. like it makes it builds dread and it kind of really does home invasion in a way. I think that very few movies had done up to that point. Like basically panic room is the only one that comes to mm-hmm. mind. Um, that has ever tried to like make that home invasion feel really visceral. I love so, <laughs> but it's not like it's not like it's a bad movie. It's just I don't like it because okay. it just it's like it's the, I, I've watched it like it just every time I watch it, it's just kind of a slog to get through because really things don't start happening until really the end of the movie. Like it just takes so long for it to actually for nothing to happen. Do you all agree, Jordana Aubrey? Like. I mean, and if you guys agree, like, I still love y'all, and I, I do want to be a part of this podcast, but do y'all agree with that? That's Maddie? not a popular, that's not a popular thing either, I will just say. My opinion is not popular. I just, be honest, Jordana. I just recently watched it, and I still think it holds up as the effectiveness of, like, scary, the ten, like, the tension, knowing what's going to happen, I think, kind of, it, it's one of those moments where you're like, 
oh, do this. And you're hoping for like a different outcome, even though you know it's going to happen. Um, I love the strangers for what it is. And I hold it in the regard of it really scared me. It's like one of those like Texas chainsaws, the, the first, the original, like it's scary. And it's, yeah. you know, maybe not as much going on, but it's definitely delivers. Pray at night though. I mean, there's some beautiful fucking shots in that movie. Like the, when she's in the cylinder and that thing, and then the doll face just kind of like homes in. I, oh yeah. I fucking yes. I love it. It's so, yes. so I think maybe like visually and pace wise, pray at night is in the forefront. It's, it's visually orgasmic. Yes. Like it, cause it gives you like scenes that like the pool scene, the pool scene is just so fucking beautiful because mm-hmm. I've never seen a chasing in a fucking pool before. No. And the light. So when I saw that, yeah. But it also feels like how a chase in a pool would actually go. Yeah. Like it's not super glamorized. Yes. Like it's not. And like, I think the realism is what makes the strangers effective. Yes. Now there's a lot of like kind of odd pairings in the pray at night where like you have absurd situations like paired up with this real, like the end of the movie is like totally bashing. Yeah. It's like, this is this is off the fucking rake. This, uh, this is not the real world anymore. This is a horror movie. And I know yeah. it's like the strangers, the entire movie, the strangers, like this is a fucking horror movie in the same way that like the Blair, Witch is a horror movie. Like this feels real. This feels like it happened. Exactly. Whereas Prey Night's a slasher movie. Like that's what it, that's all it is. Yes. Aubrey, did you, do you agree? Uh, it's hard. Um, I would probably say the OG strangers is a, better film because it does more with less but i will say i equate it kind of like this it's kind of like i feel like pray at night is like the halloween four it's like so much fun and like yeah it's a little over the top and it's a little cheesy like it's not like on par of being like a cinematic movie like the first one it's more like we know why we're fucking here and let's do yeah. the damn. Yeah. And that's what I kind of feel like. So it's kind of hard to judge them because they're two actually two completely different movies. Besides the killers being the same, yeah. they're not even really ones you could judge because yeah. they're so different and trying to go for different things. So I like that aspect of it mm-hmm. that you can have either or. You can have your cake and eat it too. Do you want something that's going to mm-hmm. spook the shit out of you? Or do you want to watch some dope ass kills with some gorgeous neon lights and some fucking creepy killers? Exactly. Like, I okay. Yeah, lose either way. I think they're I- both good films. I think what Jordana, I resonate with what Jordana said is like the first one, the first time you watch it, it pays mm-hmm. off really well because you don't know what the hell's going to happen. But it doesn't have the same rewatchability because it relies so much on that initial viewing. Whereas, and there's not like, you're not like you're missing a lot. Like if you rewatch it, it's not like, oh, I missed that little scene over there. It's like, no, it's all pretty much laid out pretty simply yes. for you. Whereas like Pray at Night doesn't have that like, build up to some major tension so much it is just like a straight up slasher movie yes. and so it's warm rewatchable but they are um kind of two peas in a weird pod of like yeah dread and like just complete excess on the other hand and i guess i guess i just protect the strangers which i'm so sorry for, we wouldn't get pray that. at night so yeah. i agree mark we wouldn't have pray at night if we didn't have the first one so that's i am so sorry time. maddie for attacking you on this episode <laughs> um Okay. The strangers Pause came out. Maybe you put them away. Okay. I did because you made good, valid points. Every time I rewatch the original Strangers, I get a boner. <laughs> like I love it. I love the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and I can repeat the movie. Like I know the lines. You know, <laughs> like I'm I'm that fan girl. Is there for anything that movie. more unsettling than the mode of being 
because you were home. Yeah, like that is just, exactly that's the part where oh, that's so sexy. Yeah, I love it. Oh. You no, know, it but, has iconic moments. Like that's the thing that like you can never take away from like the strip. Pray at night. If you take away the pool scene from Pray at Night, like it's it's not as memorable in yeah. most ways. Like the pool scene really does like elevate that movie. Just yes. you know, into a different level of conversation. But the Strangers, the original Strangers, has moments in it that are embedded into the kind of horror timeline of like important elements mm-hmm. that like defined how we view terror in relation to different points in, in our, in our history. I feel like a lot of people yeah. too, like even people that I talked to that aren't into horror, they know that movie and they know, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So it's iconic for that too, because even if you're not a horror fan, people will be like that. I know that movie and it's fucking terrifying. And it is cause it's just so it could happen to anyone. And, and it's scary. And hopefully we get that with the new one. I, I think we will. I think the strangers kind of like just not to derail this whole thing, but I'm going to, it kind of feels like the collector and like, mm-hmm. it's just dope. Like everything yes. he's going to be in is going to be fun and dope. It doesn't feel like there's this huge mythos around him. Like, Oh, you can't touch yeah. this. Like Michael or Jason. It's like, just have some fucking fun with it. Yeah. So let's hope that's what we get. Hopefully we do get all three. I, I would so be here for that. Yeah. So Mark, I love it. Of the picks, you guys ready you. for one of mine? Yes, one of mine, please. you know, segment host. Bring it. Well, I'm going to go with the first one. It's probably the one I'm least excited about, but I don't mean that in a rude way. Um, but it's Lisa Frankenstein. Several reasons I'm excited about Lisa Frankenstein. Numero uno, and I teased it a little bit. It's written by Diablo Cody, who wrote Jennifer's Body, who wrote Juno. She is a fabulous writer um second reason i'm very excited about it zelda williams is directing it who's zelda williams that's robin williams daughter she is going to be her directorial debut and the movie is pretty much like a woman reincarnates a corpse it's kind of like a real tongue-in-cheek funny horror comedy about like a gender switched frankenstein and it set in the 80s the trailer looks really fun it could be really bad but it looks really fun, and I think there's some really cool storylines, and Diablo Cody knows what she's doing. So that's going to be my first one, Lisa Frankenstein. In fact, look out for it because it's coming in February, so oh, nice. pretty soon. Do we think it's going to go sh- like straight to streaming, or it's no, going to be like going, a theater It's going release. theaters. It's getting a theater run. It's getting a theater okay. run. So and I think it's universal. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it's universal. That's backing it. And we need there's a trailer. We there's need a trailer out. So. Really? Yeah. Watch. I'm telling you, we get it in February. Watch the trailer. Trailer. I'm looking at images right now and I'm like colors, it. just like the whole. It looks vibe. Fun, yeah, it? it looks awesome, and it's the ninth. And how could you not root for Robin Williams' daughter? Like Robin, who doesn't like Robin Williams? You know, we don't trust those people here. <laughs> but you know, okay. excited excited to see what she does. Out yourself now. <laughs> I'm excited to see what she does. Um, and honestly, from the trailer, it looked very entertaining. My description probably sounds very popcorny and stupid, but if you know anything about Diablo Cody's writing and how real and like just kind of bleak her humor can be, it's right up my alley. And if you like Jennifer's body, it looks very similar, but in a Frankenstein stint. Yes, set in the eighties. So there's my there's my sale. I'm like all I'm okay. all eighties. So if it has anything to do with the eighties, any throwbacks placed in it, I'm I'm here for it because I love eighties horror so goddamn much. So the lead actor in it she looks super familiar i can't remember her name but she she's familiar i know you guys have seen it her. is Catherine newton there you go yeah she's in um oh my god 
She was in that one movie where her and that boy kept waking up in the same day. Freaky. Like Freaky. Yep. She was in there you go. Blumhouse. She was in yep. she's a Blumhouse girl. Yes, and she was in Paranormal Activity Four. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't have told And Cock Blockers. Yeah. Oh, Blockers is great. She was in Quantumania, the Ant Man and the Wasp. That's a See? daughter. I oh, forgot yes. about that. She's good. She's good. Check out Lisa Frankenstein, people. We don't get a lot of stuff. So seems like a good throwaway. We'll we'll see. I'm rooting for it. I, yes. I do have trepidation about it. We'll have to circle back and do uh what we projected and what our outcome was at the end of the year. After we've we've yes. seen us. I'm taking some shots on some, so I might I might we'll see if any if any of ours lined up. If we sync some of our own battleships next next year's uh <laughs> the top twenty twenty four. Stay tuned all yeah. year to hear those picks, guys. <laughs> Jordana, what's another one that you're anticipating for in this new year? So this one kind of like crept in on me, and the main reason I'm super stoked for this is because the cast is fucking horror, like top tier level. It's called Stream, and it mm-hmm. is. I almost put it up. Yep, yeah, directed by Michael Lee. Levy, who was in connection to Terrifier, but the cast, we have David Howard Thornton, Daniel Harris, Jeffrey Combs, Combs, Felissa Rose, Tony Todd. I mean, fucking Angela, Candyman. Like, I'm curious to see, because I kind of didn't, like, want to know too much about it, but apparently it is a family. They want to get away, and they go to a hotel, and chaos ensues. So, um... I don't know too much about it, but I want to go in blind. Uh, but just going off of who's in it and who's directing it, I'm fucking down. It's kind of a stacked cast. Like, I mean, not kind of, yeah. it is. It's like all those people that you want to see in a horror film, but for some reason they're just not getting casted. It's all the character actors in horror. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I love those kind of throwaway movies like that, like Funhouse Massacre with like Robert Englund and Clint Howard and like all these like unsung heroes of horror being in it. I love movies like that. So I, I almost put stream on mine, but I didn't just for the fact that it's like, this is going to be great or horrible. Yes. I can't tell. But it could be, it could be. <laughs> they either spend all the money on the cast and nothing goes into a movie or it's going to be good. It could be just so bad that it's good. Cause I'm, I'm someone who can appreciate a really bad horror movie and think that it's good. Like, uh, when they're not trying as hard. I know some people make really shitty movies and think that they're good. Think that this one has the the capability to be pretty damn good. Like again, I I think Michael. I don't know if I'm saying his name last name right. Levy Levy, because he produced Terrifier, and I think having his stamp on that is promising for me for this one. Because like hopefully we get the you know, good visuals. Um, I just hope it's not Winnie the Pooh vibes because that movie was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> so bad. But that's just me. That's just me. Well, they, you know, I, I, we're, I feel like we're bracing ourselves because we had the announcement of Mickey Mouse today. That was like all over my feed. We can, we can totally stop at the low hanging fruit horror community. We are going to play ourselves out of mainstream again. <laughs> you know, there was some dark, Remember the early 2000s when horror had all the money and we made these really shitty remakes and put no effort into yes. it and then horror went away for a while? Let's be careful, people. Yeah. That's why I feel like the Mickey Mouse movie is teetering on that line. Yes. Be careful. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Nervous. With that being said, Maddie, I want to know another one you're anticipated for and hopefully not the Mickey Mouse one because I just made a bunch of... No. I... 
I have not seen Pooh's poo honey um, or what Pooh's honey? poo poo blood poo blood in their honey. It's fun for ten minutes, called. and then you're like, "What the fuck um, is this?" I, I will. I'll watch it at some point. Yeah, who pooed in <laughs> Pooh's honey? Um, but um, I uh, I'll probably watch it when it's on Tubi at some point because it looks like a Tubi Tubi classic, a Tubi future Tubi classic, if yes. you will. Um, but no, no cartoon characters come slasher are on my list. And in fact, I'm going to the video game era with Return to Silent Hill, which is the sequel to Christoph. Well, I guess maybe the third or fourth film. I think they made like two sequels or one or two sequels after the first Silent Hill movie. I don't know. I didn't see them. Christoph Gans is also the same guy who did one of my favorite movies, The Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is like Sherlock Holmes, Hound of the Baskervilles meets werewolf movie meets martial arts meets French period piece. It's such a fucking blender of a movie. Um, There's a part where like Monica Bellucci's breasts are like then somehow like transposed into like mountaintops. It's a beautiful shift. You're just like, what movie am I watching? Anyway. (laughs) Sexy. So yeah, Christoph Gans, lots of confidence in him. I love the vibe, like the production design of the first Silent Hill movie. I think it has a lot of flaws narratively. Like so many video game adaptations do. They try really, really hard to like please both masters, which is like fans, but also like people that don't know anything about something. So. I do hope that what they avoid this time is trying to just like uh, please everybody and just make be like commit to a story, tell your story, but keep your production, like keep your production design. And remember what made like a game like that so interesting was like actually not that it it didn't make a lot of sense. Um for anyone that played the Silent Hill games, like they didn't make a fuck up ton of sense and you were mostly lost most of the time. So like any movie that actually can do that is a good interpretation. Um, for inspiration, one might watch Messiah of Evil from 1973, which is very much like a movie that is like feels like a Silent Hill movie mixed with Lovecraft. So yeah, that's my second pick. I love that. Yeah, um, I do like the Silent Hill movie, but I Maddie literally stole the words right out of my mouth. It just kind of feels like. People who didn't love the game made the movie. People who understood the game made the movie. So hopefully Return to Silent Hill does well because there's so much great fucking content in Silent Hill. I mean, you got like Pyramid Head and shit. One of the most terrifying characters in all. Sexiest costume ever because... Hey, shout out Aaron the Bland if you know that guy. We love him. Yes. So shout him out. He did a great Pyramid Head costume. So go check him out as well too. Jordan, Mm -hmm. uh, now we're on Mark. Yeah, see, I'm the worst. Mm, Mark, mm-hmm. what is Hi. another anticipated movie? And please don't steal any of mine. I know. I won't. Um, so it's going to be The Strangers Chapter 2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Least we know the- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 03 Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> on 35mm. <laughs> um, no, so it's going to be uh, the third entry in Ty West's a twenty-form film, and that is Maxine with three X's. Ty West is a motherfucking legend. Mia Goth is a horror queen. Actually, a lot of people do not like Mia Goth, but again, we'll deal with that later. I've already started enough drama on today's episode, so I'm just not going to keep doing that. Anyways, it follows the events after X, and but I guess my thing is, how are they going to make it more? Or like because she killed Gramps and 
grandma, you know, at the end. She killed Pearl. So who's trying to kill her now in Maxine? Maybe she's the killer. Maybe she got the curse from Pearl and she wants to be famous so bad she'll do anything. You know, writes itself. But I, I, Is I this just, movie on all of our lists? No. It's not on mine. And I only didn't put it on there because I knew we'd talk about it again. It's on yours, Manny? Okay. It's on mine. This is okay. like my most anticipated movie of next I'm very year. Excited for it. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that because, like, we both agreed. Like, you guys made up already. Movie together. Ty West came out and said this is going to be like his node to Argento and like the most violent film he's ever done. As soon as he said that, yeah. I was Mark. I was hard as a rock, and I've been bricked up ever since. So hopefully we can get this movie soon because my doctor said if you have an erection longer than eight hours, you have to go to the ER. So hopefully we get this soon. Yeah. I want it like early 2024, right? I don't even think we have a release date yet, do we? No, No, it's TBD. I want a trailer. I want a teaser trailer. I Man, I... Ty West yeah, has so much I hype for this. He, he he won't. I don't think he will. He, everyone's going to go see it. I want to go in blind. Drop anything. So so I'll be the, the odd man out. I you guys we discussed this last time. I'm not like a big X mm-hmm. fan. I'm I'm not like not a, I'm not like yeah. a huge Ty West fan, and I'm not really a Mia Goth fan. And I'm not saying that in any mean way because I'm not yucking any of your guys' yum. But like <laughs> I'm going to do a, a a montage of just the evil looks from Mark, like the first one that you gave Maddie, I'm doing that in the team. <laughs> I already fought with Maddie. I'm not going to fight with Jordana. I'm not going to fight with Jordana. Like, I'll save that for next yeah, episode. Exactly. But I'm excited yeah. to see this one just because I'm curious because I feel like this is going to be like the, the, the money shot. Like, I feel like this is like what everyone's anticipating and maybe literally and figuratively. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm hoping that like I can watch it and get into this one because I like that it's the 80s feel to it, right? Because that's what it's going for. Can I just ask, why aren't you a Ty West fan? I don't really like... I liked the feeling of X, okay? Like, I like how how it felt like Texas Chainsaw-y to me. But I just Mm -hmm. wish that he would have focused... And I know it's part of the story. It's just my own personal thing. I wish he would have just did more gore and scariness than, like focusing on old people fucking because mm. like it's just not yeah. not entertaining to me like have you have you seen... seen for me <laughs> oh yeah me too have you seen house of the so Devil? i do like that movie i do okay just making sure i because i know you said you're not like a big fan but you know we i mean again i i think X, the x universe is not for everyone because some people like x and then some people fucking hated pearl but then some people hated X and then they loved yeah. Pearl. For me, I loved X and I was like mid for Pearl. I was like, mm, okay, like it was very kind of like what I talked about earlier about like Terrifier mm-hmm. 2. Like it took you to another universe where you're just like kind of confused. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you had to be smart to watch um, Pearl because it gave like, I don't know, like hidden messages or something and again i was just like what the fuck am i watching like i didn't hate x i thought it was a little overrated but i liked x a lot more after i saw pearl see and like my thing too with the whole x thing and with pearl and i'm gonna get probably canceled for saying this and i love you mark so just remember this probably it's okay no i'll stand in front of anyone that will try and cancel jordana i'm 
not letting this happen. I love you, Maddie. But yeah. I okay, but let let her say it first before we decide we're not gonna yeah. kill her. <laughs> She's gonna say something like super racist. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I I don't really like Mia Goth. I think she's super annoying. <laughs> I just that's me. Like Infinity Pool. I oh my god. Like I I almost had to to stop it because I was just like I can't deal with it. I just, I know that she's like the it horror girl, but I feel like she's casted in way too much. I think that she's not not anything special to me. And I just and and Jenna Ortega the same. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Oh, her, okay. her voice is an acquired taste. I will say, like Mia Goth's voice is quite unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jordana doesn't I, even like. She doesn't even like Sherry Moon Zombie. I don't think I. So it's a I voice thing. I, I mean, that's a hotter. I, I think the I think it's a hotter take to say you don't like Mia Goth over Sherry Moon. <laughs> I think I think the Sherry Moon thing's pretty fifty fifty with a lot of the horror community. Yeah, but it's just but. The, I, I yeah I, I um I mean uh, listen you like what you like you like you don't what you don't you know um I feel like I, I, the reason why I'm excited for Maxine mostly has a lot to do with like if I if I think for a moment all right maybe I think I know what Ty West is thinking and if we're using these little nuggets of hints that he's dropped off like you know oh that there is going to be um, Dario Gento and it's going to be kind of 80s you know hyper gore that makes me think of like the kind of really weird giallos that were being produced in the 80s out of italy and like the really weird slashers like neo slashers that were coming out of like that period which gets me a little excited so if you watch movies like nightmare beach where they're like just kind of like really high concept slasher movies that live or die on these like insane premises that are super sleazy and i feel like that might if that's the direction he takes where it's kind of like his way of making his like once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, where he's kind of like winking, like, Hey, Quentin Tarantino, you have your glorification of like sixties and seventies Westerns. Like I'm going to glorify like the smut, you know? And so if he does that, then I think he will succeed in a lot of ways. But I also think that he might like fail to live under the hype of the expectation that's being created for it. Unfortunately, like I think that that's like the number one killer of all of these movies at the end of the day is the i place the expectation on them it's almost impossible to like be yeah be hit be hit that's 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 it's a lot and once you get to the level of ty west it's pretty much anything you're going to do i think that's one of the reasons like i like ty west because to me he's the ultimate artist like he's going to do what he feels is right not like he's not going to do lip service like who who would go make the sacrament after making like the house of the devil you know what i mean like that's yeah. true i mean he just yeah i like i mean it, it and that's one of the only found footage movies that like i enjoy and again he's just i don't know he kind of the new age like horror brand. i mean the cast for magazine though for a second like kevin bacon michelle monahan mia goth lila collins giancarlo esposito bobby Cannavale, like Halsey, uh, yep. Halsey, Halsey. <laughs> like God, there God. are some fucking, there is some fucking talent in. So it's a lot of pressure, you know. Like, and the lead actress is Mia Goth, a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Jordana. You know, actually, I, I think I they have the relationship, and I think he's talked about this. Like, I think I think Ty West has talked about this before. That like the relationship is much like a muse. Like, I yes. think he gets really inspired by Mia yes. Goth in a way that almost like. Hitchcock and Tippi Hendren, like, you know, how Hitchcock was really inspired by her in a kind of weird pervy way, but like, you know, I don't think that's yeah. the case. 
with Ty West, I, but I get it because I feel like if I was cast in a horror film, I feel like people would be like, "Oh, that gay guy is so annoying," but like I'm just here to see him die, and then I don't die, and I make it to the sequel, and then there I am, like, oh God, like you know, like <laughs> taking your victory. everyone has an acquired taste. Yes, and maybe thought you die first though, like you're you're going first, so. Yeah. That's your thing. You Every just, movie they have you in Mark, you're, right. you're the first. The whiny bitch that dies first. Mark, you need to I be in a movie that. at some point in your life. Like, we need to make our own movie or something needs to happen because you have to be the lead. So, my number, and next one I'm very anticipating, and again, I, it's probably going to be bad. It might be bad, but I'll be honest, he was kind of a big uh, influence on me when I wanted to start doing the podcast, and that's Chris Stuckman. Don't know if you guys know him from YouTube, uh, but he's a film reviewer he's very good uh he's actually making his first feature film uh called shelby oaks it's it sounds pretty interesting mm. it's kind of a psychological thriller maybe about possession and stuff but it, a lot of it people have been anticipating it for a long long time but the writers guild and pandemic has set it back several years so i don't know it's kind of cool because i literally watched this guy when he was making review videos of because he loves horror and, and he was like a jehovah's witness and like he has a really crazy story so wow. it's kind of cool to see a guy come from youtube all the way up to make a feature film so yeah. i was champion that stuff i mean i put maxine on there but i knew we were going to talk about it, so shout out Keith chris Davids. stuckman yeah that's awesome Keith, Keith David's in it too. Yes, yeah, I mean it's like an actual movie. It's not like wait, Pete know, Davidson's in it. Filmed on. No, Keith David. Oh, they, Keith. <laughs> no, Pete Davidson's in your ex girlfriend. That's what Pete Davidson's in. Oh, uh, he could just be <laughs> that's in his game. respectfully in some place that's not to be seen because he drives me nuts. <laughs> But there's also like, there's not a whole lot about the movie. It's just like the title itself. And again, Chris Stuckman, uh, he's very much like, if you want like fair and honest reviews, like he's a really good guy to look at. If you've ever wanted to know how to like critique a movie in a fair and easy way, like he's really great on YouTube and he has like a Star Fox 64 sleeve. So that's pretty dope. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, Shelby Oaks, Shelby Oaks. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm, this is interesting. I hope no, it. I, I hope it changes your views on um, found footage because I know you're not like a found footage like kind of guy, um, but hopefully this one you enjoy it. My thing with found footage is like give me like wreck where it's like a movie that like it just ha it has to be found footage because it's like such a fucking boom movie. It's such a time capsule of a movie like. I just feel like found footage sometimes is just kind of used because it's like, this is the only way we can film a movie. If you go in with it's that, attitude, it's going to be really yeah, true. Well, from a budget perspective, it is the cheapest. Yes. Like aesthetically kind of movie to make. Yeah. So it makes sense. I feel like a very low bar of entry. Let's just say yeah. here's blasphemy. I'm much more of like a dead stream found footage kind of guy than I am like hell house. Deadstream is one of the best movies we've gotten in the horror genre in the past 30 years. So funny. But yeah, Shelby Oaks, uh, that's another one I'm really excited about. Chris Stuckman, go watch him out. Shout out, not a sponsor. Come on our podcast. Um, but Jordan. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. I am. Oh, yes. And Jason Ratman. And I love Jason Ratman. Yes. I'm so excited just because I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. And last night, Roz came up and watched three quarters of Ghostbusters 2 with me. And she really like invested in it and was asking questions. And I loved having that with her. So I'm really excited to have another Ghostbusters installment to like do family night, to have my flashback into my childhood of loving Ghostbusters and 
you know, getting like mildly emo watching Afterlife. So I'm fucking here for and it. And I will say this one looks like one of the scarier like Ghostbusters. Like the ghost looks terrifying. Yes. It like scares you to death. Yeah. And again, Paul Rudd like fits seamlessly. Jason Reitman's a great director. Speaking of Diablo Cody earlier, you know, they used to work together. Are we going to ignore the, the fucking atom bomb that mark just dropped in the chat we're not gonna ignore it. i had to have a i had to have a moment to let that sit oh my gosh oh man I well just, i'll say it out loud so because i feel like maddie was the problem earlier jordana was the problem earlier and now i need to be the problem that. i've never seen a ghostbusters movie i've never seen one and i probably never will that's fair babe yeah, I mean, you're missing out, but bold, bold and honest. Ghostbusters. I think because it's just not my vibe. Like, I know it's a classic. Maybe I'll watch the OG, but I don't know. You guys tell me, am I missing out? If you're that like against it, and I don't mean that in a rude way, but if you're like that unenthusiastic to see it, you're not going to enjoy it when you watch yeah. it. Like you have to like those movies or like grew up watching. See, I grew up. It's more nice. Or you have to go see it in the theater. Like if you see it with other people, you might get some joy out of it, but I don't think watching it by yourself, you will get as much out of it. If you're not like super keen on it. I mean, I, no, it's like, I had never seen, um, that one movie with the shake, shake, shake. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. I had never seen Beetlejuice and my husband took, and well, and then my husband took me to go see it in a theater, and I fucking loved it. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm you would have loved that outside of a theater too, though. That movie's perfect. Yes, that movie's great. Oh, okay, that movie is perfect. Maybe, maybe I need to see the OG in a theater. Ghostbusters is like such a nostalgic piece for people because, like, I grew up on Ghost. Like, Ghostbusters was like an an entry level to horror, like Beetlejuice was to me. Adam's Family, Ghostbusters, like those were my push into like the higher horror threshold. So, I mean, getting Ghostbusters Afterlife after the other Ghostbusters that had all the chicks, and I'm not hating it because it's all chicks. It just sucked because it sucked. Uh, Seeing Afterlife and seeing the OG characters coming back and having a, a, a new fresh face to Ghostbusters was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see that. So. I think it's going to be good. And again, I, I liked Afterlife a lot too. If you're going to do like a reboot requel, like it's one of the more palatable ones. Yeah. So I love that. Pick. Did they bring back legacy characters? Yeah. Yeah. Like Bill Murray and all, all the ones that didn't okay. die like in real life. Yeah. But like he's okay. like Harry Weimus is part of the movie. Oh, and like, I don't think I've ever cried as hard as I did watching that movie because like that end scene, like, I, even talking yeah. about it now, it makes me want to tear up. It's so fucking good and emotional, and just like it—it's it's like your horror heart is just like bursting. I loved it. I I, I agree. I'm 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 pumped for that one. Yeah. It looks like actually one of the scarier ones too. Yeah, I hope they they bring that character and stuff. Kind of like the newest Stranger Things was considered like the scariest one. This latest one, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm excited for it. I am. I am. You know, I the more we talk about, the more excited I am for 2024. Mark, can we keep that train rolling, big guy? Yes, um, and I apologize <laughs> for not seeing a Ghostbusters movie. That's okay. Um, my final pick is going to be a remake to a danish horror film and that is speak no evil which should be coming out august 9th 
Um, if you haven't seen the OG, it's on Shutter, and it follows a family who are basically invited to another family's holiday vacation that they like literally just met. And plot twist, fuck them kids. I'm not gonna yeah. spoil it, but it is fucked up. I watched it one night when my man was on a business trip, and I literally had to call him, and I was like, I'm fucking scared. Um, it's brutal. Now, I hope, I really, really hope, really, I'm just going to keep saying really, like, I really, really, really hope they don't fuck up, because it doesn't need to be remade, no. it doesn't need to be touched, mm-hmm. way too fucking mm-hmm. soon. You know, here in America, we really don't give a fuck. We're they just they want to fucking make money and cash grab. So I just hope it's good. James McAvoy's in it, so I'm kind of excited. Yeah, that's the saving grace. If it will work, if they find a way to adapt the cultural context to a more North American yes region, because that's really what that like. The reason why I think a lot of people, myself included, like are kind of cold on the originals because I'm not from Denmark or Germany. Like I don't, uh, (laughs) I don't know how awkward it is to like trans, like be like kind of have this like kind of cultural clash because here in the United States, like we don't trust fucking anybody. Like like, we don't try. I I mean, up until I moved into a house in my apartments, I couldn't tell you the names of any of my fucking neighbors. Cause like we just didn't Mm -hmm. talk to each other. Yeah. So like, that's not to say that's everywhere in the world, but like, I think that that's going to be the really the make or break because that ending is not going to make sense here <laughs> because like, wait a minute, why doesn't he just do something? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I think they have to adapt that. And I think if they do that correctly, they actually might make it. Um, it could be really fucking brutal. Like, like is really like is, whereas this was more like dark and like, let's kind of like the nastiness of people mm-hmm. rot you. Mm-hmm. If they make it more like North American, maybe it becomes more like violent and like, yes. you know, and so it's, it's maybe like, again, people will decry it of being like, oh, it's not like the original. It's like, yeah, but if it's trying to be like the original, it's going to fail, you know, dead on, it's dead on arrival. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if it tries to do its own thing, you know, then it has a chance. And not, not me being like a sick bastard because I swear I'm not, but I really hope it's like last house on the left vibes, like fucking like, yeah, kind of like where you're just like, Oh my God, eyes covered where you're just like so grossed out, but it's like entertainment purposes only. And you're just like, Holy fuck. What? Mm -hmm. Like, what's that one movie, Aubrey, that we used to joke about all the time that it was your favorite, but. Oh, a Serbian film. Yeah, like if it goes that oh, way, Jesus. like holy fuck, like gross. Could you imagine? And I feel like us in America, I mean, they, like, they could certainly shoehorn some of the Serbian film in there. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. so bring that. I mean, if it gives us that, I will literally be fucking seated. I'd be in the I'd be in the mood for an extreme movie. It's been a while since America put like an extreme horror movie. Out. Yeah, but that's the part that scares me is that I feel like they're just gonna water this down, dump it down to be this like PG thirteen. Like I don't know even know what the rating is, but I'm afraid they're gonna make it like a Blumhouse picture for all. Like I want them to go hard oh R. God, don't say that hard R, and I want it to be like an expression of what the fuck did I just watch type because. Because I literally stared at the ceiling for 15 minutes after I watched Speak No Evil. Yes. I was like, yep. yeah. I mean, granted. It is rated R. Okay. All right. Okay. It has that going for Maybe it. like even like Eli Roth hostile vibes yeah. or like, yeah, yeah. and not necessarily like torture porn, but like 
I want to be like mentally like mind fucked. Like I love when you leave a theater and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like that's the vibe yeah, I want. That that that. Delivered. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm and never on the same page for that. And if it sucks, we have the OG one. The OG one's really good still. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I agree with Mark and everybody who put the cinnamon out here. I really hope they just try to do their own thing with it. And I'm hoping with them trying to do it so quick that that's the idea they had. They were inspired by the original and they kind of want to do their own thing. So we'll wait on bated breath. We shall see. Um, we'll definitely have to revisit that once it comes out and see what we think. But uh, I have two more movies nobody's mentioned. Does anybody else have movies? I just have one. I have one, too. I have one more, too. Well, I'm going to say this one in case it's on one of your guys' list. But the one I'm most excited about, we teased in the last episodes, Robert Eggers and Esferatu. I mean, I can't wait. And it's coming out on fucking Christmas. Like (laughs) That's the other one on my list, too. I mean, I can't wait. Like, this guy, say what you want about, like, The Lighthouse. I get it if it's not your vibe. But you can't tell me that thing's not visually insanely stunning for a black and white film filmed on 4th. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. well, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to miss a whole. Northman is so good. Northman is fucking amazing, and it's his most accessible movie. Yeah, it's so good. It's Robert Eger, like he literally for the witch, his first movie ever was hand stitching fucking costumes to make it look Love like the witch. Is he fucking goes into detail, and I can't wait to see what he does with vampires. I, you know, 2024, I, I'm on, I, I'm on the vibe, you know, make vampires creepy again. Yeah. Like that's my thing. I've, we talked about in the last one, Salem's lot. I've been on such a vampire kick last, last voyage of the Demeter may have walked. So this year could run. Let's get those vampires in here. And well, scars guard. It's going to be doing I can't warlock, wait, which like, I mean, if, if anyone has a chance to really etch themselves and like further etch themselves into history, like, yeah. cause if you think about horror um icons particularly actors that played them they usually do not have be they are not known for more than one role mm-hmm. so like robert england is freddy krueger unless it's like the slasher like the um i the caveat here obviously being uh the halloween and the friday 13 movies those are you know yeah. pretty but even people like kane hodder made a made it you know a name for themselves playing Jason up to a point. So I think if Skarsgård's able to pull off Pennywise and Count Orlock, that's pretty wild. Um, that's yeah. You don't get a lot of people that have the range to be able to pull off two. I mean, it's like Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's the only actor I can think of who can like do two completely iconic performances, like between True Romance and uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which released within like a year of each other. You have like two wildly different performances of a guy who's just fucking letting it all hang out. So I don't know. I think if Skarsgård pulls off Orlock, everything else that makes Eggers work is just going to be like, it's like putting steroids on the mix. You know, it's just it seems like a cheat code, you know, like in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, like all the guns. That's what yeah. it feels like. And I totally agree with you. I'm just going to put on wax. I fucking love Skarsgård's uh, Pennywise. I, I, I like yeah. both of them. I think they can both. He's the best part about the remix. Yes. Yeah, he's so, so hot. So hot. So the fact that he does that eye thing all by himself is like one of the craziest things. I thought that was CGI until he was doing an interview and just whip whip that out and like made his eye just go lazy. I was like, "What the fuck, yeah. man?" He's like Jim Carrey in that this. way. He's kind of like Tim Curry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So like Tim Curry, very much like was like a character. I 
an actor who could get into characters like him playing the Lord of Darkness and Legend is you'd <laughs> yeah. never know that's Tim Curry. Yeah. You know, like just like and you know it's Pennywise, like you know, you his face kind of shines through, but still, like it's just I think it's it's impressive of all the Skarsgard fucking Nordic clan that have descended into Hollywood over the generations. Like he is easily the most talented in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I guys can I throw out one more film? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so Neon picked up this movie with Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria, and it's called Cuckoo. Ooh, hmm. and it's supposed to be kind of like it was shot on a thirty-five millimeter. Um, I think it was it was shot in Germany, and it was like over like thirty-five days, and it's supposed to be like a slasher vibe. I love Hunter Schaefer, um, in Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, her character development is just so, like, raw, her facial expressions. Like, I love it. So to see her in a horror film, I'm I'm excited. It's supposed to come out last year, and they're hinting that it should come out this year. Um, I love neon horror films, so hopefully uh, we get that this year. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Are you guys excited about Nesferatu? Yes. Jordana, Mark? I am. You guys excited? I... I am, but I need to, to watch the original. I'll save you some time, Mark. Watch the like one for was it seventies or eighties? I can't remember. Yeah, the Klaus Kinski one. Yeah, watch that one. You'll like. Yeah. I don't, Mark. I, I love you, man. I don't know if you're going to appreciate the silent film one. <laughs> to be completely honest, I mean, there's no talking. I mean, at all. And that's what um, that's what Pico Myers. Shout out Pico Myers. Um, he had told me that. I probably like it's going to be hard to get into the original, but the eighties one is Watch like, it. yeah. Watch it. Okay. Did you see last voyage of the Demeter? Did you like that kind of Dracula? I was going to go see it, but then I read the reviews on letterbox. It's a good, um, stream movie. It's a good streaming movie. And again, I shouldn't be going, by letterbox <laughs> but I just I was like, oh, these reviews suck. I'm not going to go watch it. But I heard it was pretty good. So It's a great streaming movie. I, I probably would have been angry if I saw it in theaters, if I paid like money. But I liked it, but I wish it wasn't CGI. That's my complaint. I wish that it was no, practical, I, yes. and I think that would have been um, an added fucking element to it, because I enjoyed watching it. But I just, again, another- One or two scenes where it was practical. Yeah. Was yeah. So, like, why? I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I get it because how much- Yes, exactly. But like money, honey. I think that people need to like realize if you give us the real deal, like it could enhance your movie by like a lot of percent. So let's let's fall into that. Don't don't cut corners. Be like Wendy's. If you guys didn't know, you're win Jeopardy. They don't cut the they have square burgers. They don't cut corners there at Wendy's. So when you're on Jeopardy and figure that out, that's that's why they're square burgers there. <laughs> um same thing. Don't cut corners. Your movie will last longer and people will love it more. Agreed. Um but does he does anybody have any other movies before i get into this last one i have one tiny one that we don't have to talk a lot about it's um and i just watched the trailer just because i didn't realize the trailer was out um alien romulus oh fuck yeah fidi alvarez cannot cannot wait i am pretty stoked for that one so i mean but if i am not mistaken just by watching it it's a hulu release that yeah, but it's going to get like theatrical and hey, shout out Hulu. They've done some good horror shit lately. Yeah, so Hellraiser. I'm here for it. Yeah, the Prey and Hellraiser are pretty solid. Yep, so yeah, and I mean 
Fresh, Fresh is another great Hulu original. Oh, people Fresh was yeah. good. It's kind of a one trick pony, but it it's, it's 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 good. I loved. Yeah. I, it's yeah. a good. It's a good one trick. Yeah, pony. but I, but Fetty is that you say Fetty Alvarez? I, I think yeah, it's Fetty Fetty Alvarez. Yep. Him doing just ha- two thousand Evil Dead. Under your don't belt, breathe. That you're, it's the solid for me because. Two thousand thirteen is like the best best remake and just fucking perfection. So it'll take an awful lot to be the worst alien movie. <laughs> yeah, yes. God. Yes. Yeah. So he has that. I will say this, Feedy is also talking about it being like scary again and it's gonna be more the first vibe where it's like just total isolation stuff. Not so much like the Prometheus kind of yeah. time zone. So if you're into that, I fucking love the original Alien. So, me- and I love Fidi Alvarez. So. I love creature features. So if we're gonna get have a scary creature feature and we're gonna have something as iconic as an alien stamp, I am here for it. So that's the one I wanted to add. That's all I got. The last movie I'm anticipating on my list is not a whole lot of it, but it's called The Watchers. It's set in Ireland. And the main reason I'm excited about it is the director is a first time director and it's the daughter of Imnat Shyamalan. <gasps> so it's his daughter oh. directing a movie for the first time he's producing. Um, it, it has something to do with like, it's filmed in Northern Ireland, I believe, but it's some like kind of creature, kind of fantastical kind of get from the synopsis kind of gave me Pan's labyrinth vibes. So I, I'm interested, you know. I'm I, I kind of I'm here for Fancy the fucking. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, Labarneth. Yeah, I'm here for it. I, I I think it'd be cool because as much flack as M. Not Shyamalan, you know, takes, he has been nothing but a solid film director his whole career. I love him. love him or hate him. He he does nothing but make good movies. I mean, some of his really stupid, and I think that's the only thing it was hold himself into his movies are all based on the twist but he never really makes bad bad movies besides the happening you have to give him credit okay even with the ones that are questionable the ones that some people don't like at least give the man credit for creating a storyline and maybe like the ending or delivery isn't the best but he always has such a good way of storytelling and i love how things yes the past and 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 the flashback like I'm, i'm obviously talking about signs but like I think he's a great filmmaker. I think he's a great storyteller. And I truly think he's pretty solid with his movies that he's delivered. He has a movie. He has a movie coming out. We're talking about Shamalama. Like right? clockwork. He has a movie coming out. Every yeah, he one. Him he's, and a work, yeah. he's a workman director. Like he's he is. like, he's the, one of the true like workman directors of our, of our generation. Yep. There's a movie coming out with Josh Hartnett this year that he's making. What? And it's called Trap, and it's a psychological thriller set at a concert. Oh, again, it's either going to be great or really bad. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah, it, I mean, he's high it, concept, right? So it's like these things either work or they don't. Yeah, anything and, with Josh Hartnett is good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's but yes, that's exciting. I didn't know about Trap. The, the last, yeah, the last one's called The Watchers. I and forgive me, I don't remember. M's daughter's name that off the top of my head, but she's directing it, so I think that's going to be cool. I, I you know, awesome. I'm, I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like all this stuff going on. You know, we got Cronenberg's son doing stuff now. I just talked about, you know, Robin Williams' daughter doing uh, Lisa Frankenstein, Zelda, and you know, now we got this here. So hopefully, we're ushering in a new generation of directors that will just keep this wheel turning that we love called horror. Okay. Yeah, guys, that's some of our most anticipated. Uh, 
2024 movies. There'll probably be some that come through. And I also noticed none of us had Night Swim or Imaginary on here. So Blumhouse, up your game. Uh, Let's see our next segment. Well, so as we're always going to be doing, we're going to cap end our episodes with a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun. And this this time we have a couple new segments. Last time we had our horror debates, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, I was re-listening to my terrible pick for my '90s <laughs> horror movie, which is just like, why the fuck did I no, miss that layup? I know. After um, the game, I know, I know, but uh, you did the I played you, myself. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. We've got a couple more segments this this time around. The first one is with our dear horror for horror, Mark. Cute or cute? Mark, do you want to explain what that what the difference mm. between those two cutes are for, for those that don't know? Yes. Of course. Um, so if I like it, it's gonna be like, oh my god, cute. And if I don't like it, like Maddie saying the Strangers 2 is better than the Strangers 1. It's going to be <laughs> cute. Mm. Just shade. I love it. And it's it's very shady. It's very bitchy. It's very Jamie Lee Curtis cunty. <laughs> and love it or hate it. Cute. Wow. So now that we know what, you know, the difference between cute and cute is... Uh, we've each got a few things we're going to ask Mark. We've got three things we're going to ask, and he's going to tell us, you know, is it cute or is it cute? So, um, Aubrey, why don't you kick us off? What's the first one on your list for Mark? The first one on my list, Mark, is if somebody were to look at you and say, hey, I think talk to me is better than X. Would you say that's cute or not cute? And I say that because I know those are your last two favorite horror films of the last two years. Do you think talk to me is better than X? Is that a cute statement? God. Um, cute. <laughs> a lot less dick channels. <laughs> in, uh, All, right. All right. We are off to a good start. Um, Jordana, what's your next one? Damn. So I had like a, so for, for me, uh, for a horror hunk, what are we thinking of Will from Halloween H2O? Are we thinking Q? Are we thinking so, obviously, I'm married to a zaddy because I'm in an age gap relationship. So, I'm going to say cute. Cute. Okay. Because we love a daddy. All we right. love a daddy. Love a daddy. Mm. All right. We're, we're, we're 50-50 split right now. This is good. Um, all right. Um, Mark, cute or cute is shot on video horror movies. Is what? <laughs> shot on video horror movies. Like really cheaply made, like amateur movies that you see that look like someone filmed them at home. Cute. Yeah, I figured. I figured that might be the case. That's just the case. like honestly, that's fucking ugly. But if we're going by cute and cute, cute. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, Aubrey, over to you. A movie that is good but is not sexy. Is that cute or not cute? Mm. Or I guess cute or cute. I'm going to say cute because, you know, not all horror movies have to be sexy, but it's a plus. Um, But in this case, cute. (laughs) Okay. 
Jordana? Okay, so my next question was kind of like, now I think of it, it's kind of stupid to ask, but it was like a comparison of one actor playing two different people and who's cute and who's cute. Um, So I have either Mickey from Scream 2 or David, the cop from The Crazies. Okay, because they're obviously played by both by the same character. Yes, but like... Um... Which one's cute and which who's one's cute and who's yeah. cute? Okay, okay. Fuck one has hair test mark. Cause, put it that way. Yeah, because I would lay on my back for both of them if I was single. <laughs> um, but Olaf is his name, right? That yeah, Timothy. Yeah. yeah, but people like hate him um, in too. So I just had to know, like, is he cute or is he cute? I'm going to say, oh, fuck. This one's hard. Okay, I'm just gonna say it, Mickey cute and then timothy and the crazies cute (laughs) yes because he's older and more mature because he's older and more mature and again we love love a daddy daddy. yes yeah i also do feel like he does look better as an older man than he does as a younger person like he has kind of like a skeevy look as a young guy but as an older guy he's a little more refined yes he looks Plus like, his role in Justified. Like, he looks like the type that he would roof me him. at a party and then, like, yeah. And then just psycho, you know? No. So <laughs> cute. Yes. He's like fine wine. Cute. Um, or movies made for kids. Cute or cute? Oh, God. <laughs> I can see on your face what you're going to say. Only because growing up as a kid, I never watched fucking kid scary movies. Cute. <laughs> okay. But okay. They have to start somewhere. So I get cute. it. I get it, but cute. Fair play. All right, Abby, what's your third one? Man, I saved the best for last. You ready for this, Mark? <sighs> no, but go mm. ahead. Movie recommendations from Aubrey. Cute <laughs> or cute? Ooh. <laughs> I love I'm going to say. I'm going to say cute because <laughs> some of them are very like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> but they're entertaining and we love that. And so I said, cute. I told you about the loved ones and yes. what's cuter than that. The loved ones was like one of the best recommendations you've ever given me. So cute. Yes. Third one. So my third one is, you know, we do see a lot of boobies in horror movies. What are we thinking about more? penis in horror are we thinking cute or we don't need it cute cute equal right equal parts equal rights equal rights equal parts like thank we, you we i i mean if i was straight i would be a titty guy like no lie like i love boobies mm-hmm. but i mean come on like we need more penis like penis. show it you know what? And I'm a female and I'm here. I agree. You I love it. boobies in horror movies. I love it. They need more boobies. We need more peeny. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Just don't call them peenies. <laughs> <laughs> no one will show them in their movies. Peeny yeah. guy one. <laughs> yeah. Body horror. Cute or cute? Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> That's a hard one because. Like, I'm the type of person that I fucking, like, squirm and get so grossed out. But, like, I can't take my eyes off it. 
So, and again, it's body, and I'm a whore, so I love body <laughs> horror. So cute, <laughs> cute. Okay. Yes. okay, we don't body shame here. I yeah, love I love body yeah. horror. Like prime example, the other day on Christmas Eve, I had X on, and the part where he steps on the the nail. Um, everyone was like, oh, no, no, just turn it off. And I'm like, no, he's in his underwear and he's about to step on it now. I want to watch it. So, yes, I love cute body horror. Yes. Just pulling your eye, pulling the eyelids open of your family. Like, make them watch yeah. on Christmas. I was like making I'm my boring. brother-in-law watch it. I'm like, dude, fucking watch it now. So. Cute. Well, that was a lot of fun, Mark. Thank you for um, blessing us with your opinions because we are all better for knowing them. Um, and with that, because it is a new year, you know, 2023 is behind us. We've talked about what we're looking forward to in 2024, all the things that that will bring. We figured why not do the one thing that everybody loves about a new year. And that's start a gym membership. No, I'm just kidding. It is, um, it is do a new year's resolution list, but instead of just making them a resolutions, you know, like, Hey, we're going to be better people or maybe worse people. You never mm-hmm. know, Mark. Um, <laughs> but, um, facts instead, these are our horror resolutions. Like what kind of horror things do you want to accomplish this year? So with that, um, what better way to end this? Um, I think who I have your first Jordana, what is your first, like just run through your horror resolutions. You got three yep. of them. What are your three horror resolutions? So my first one is to, and I've said it before, but I really want to focus on it this year because I think it'll open my eyes to older and like newer movies coming out, but I want to expand my comfort zone in horror. I want to dive more into like the extreme, maybe some subgenres that I really aren't too familiar with, but I need to, I need to expand that and truly work on it. Um, I think I know a couple people. Yes, I do too. Great resources. Uh, Number two is to keep up on my letterbox because clearly (laughs) that's that could cause rifts. Yeah, that needs to be number one. I know. I've got needs to be number one. The MRS is is checking receipts. The Mark Revenue Service over here is pulling receipts and showing up with. Listen, I'd rather be in debt with IRS than with the MRS. Okay, so my letterbox is going to (laughs) be. updated and i do after i watch a movie i really need to get used to doing that because i mean letterbox is the way to go so gotta work on that and my last and final one is going to be blasphemous but i'm gonna say it because i can speak freely it's my right i'm gonna give nightmare on elm street the franchise a chance because it's my least favorite um i really don't care for freddy i know it's bad because I was so scared of him when I was little and I didn't really, you know, like I was too scared to watch him. And then as I got older, it was more comedic and he didn't scare me. So I need to yeah. go back and watch. I'm so excited for you to do that. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. And Nightmare I'm on Elm Street too is the greatest Nightmare on Elm Street ever. So enjoy that. I do love that one. Number three, New Nightmare up there, man. New Nightmare is my jam, but like, I don't really know four that well. Five, I don't think I've ever seen Freddy's Dead. Oh, um, God, I'm so excited for you. I like Freddy's Dead, but it's but it's not a good movie. I'll just tell you that right One, now. two, three are really good. Four and five are hard to get through. And then w- Freddy's, what is 
What is New Nightmare number seven or six? I, I can't really remember. Seven. seven. New Nightmare is terrible. Four, five, six. Four, five, and six are a little rough. And I'm not. Once wait, get... what? Did, wait, what? New Nightmare is terrible. I love. Oh, I didn't say that. I, I love New Nightmare. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you throw that grin. I heard someone pull a pin. I didn't say that was Aubrey. That was not me. I would never say something <laughs> like that. Crack it up in the corner. <laughs> Look at him. Now you know how I felt. So, anyways, period. <laughs> but I'm just gonna add this little tagline or little. Okay. No, I'm not watching the remake because that doesn't count. Because I already know that shit, and I'm not watching it. The remake, it's bad, but it's not like I've seen worse. That they try to like Jeepers Creepers Reborn, yeah, fucking shit, you know, yeah. So maybe I, maybe I mind, I will. the new one is okay, but I just feel like Freddie okay. is the you know one of the founding fathers of horror, and I give him respect. I know that respect is due, and it's Period. not like I am denying that. But personal choice, I he's like the it's the least favorite franchise. I need to I need to get hip with that, and I need to do that. So those are my resolutions. I feel like we should one of our core four lists should actually be our core four franchises because that will be interesting to see how we rank those. But nevertheless, um, I love those resolutions. I hope you accomplish them. Um, I'm excited for your revisiting of the Elm street series. What are your new year's resolutions, Mark? What, what what do you want to accomplish this new horror year? I want to give like, you know, like those films that go like straight to like streaming, like like B movies. Yes. I want to give B horror movies more of a chance because I'm very basic and I'm like, oh, I just want to go to the theaters and see it because it has a great big budget. Like, I want to be able to give B films the the proper, you know, it the proper chance because Wrong Turn 2 was good, and that went straight to fucking DVD. Wrong Turn 3 was good, and that went to fucking straight DVD. <laughs> so I want to give B-movies a chance. That's one. Give B-movies a chance. That's a t-shirt. I know. Right I love yes. that. I would give like B-movies that a chance. Um, and then two is I want to... Um, I want to find a new... like Because I kind of got tired of myself... I tired myself out talking about TCM 2003 all the goddamn time. So I really want to find a movie that holds a very special place in my heart, just like that one did. Of course, that'll always be my baby. But I want to be, like, affected to where I'm like, oh, my God. Like, as an adult, you know, because as a kid, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 really, like, oh, my God. But as an adult, I haven't found that movie yet. X, yes was good it was great talk to me was great but i want something that i can remember like that theater experience will never be the same so i want to find a movie that like really not takes place of tcm 2003 but is close to it love that for you that's number two entering like a new horror era yes yes thank you thank you maddie for that and my third one is I really, really, really want to get into like the horror buzz of um, Nostafi and Nostrofa. Nostrofa, the vampire. What is that called? Nosferatu? Yes. I really want to get into the horror buzz of Nosferatu. And I really, really want to be in that hype. 
So I really, really want to dig deep and watch the OG one because everyone, like literally everyone's told me like, Mark, it's not your vibe. And I appreciate everyone knowing my vibe that I do not like black and white films. I do not like old shit. You know, (laughs) I just, I can't get into old movies, but that is one on my bucket list. So I can get into Nostrophia. I need to watch the OG and I want to give myself that chance. So yes please don't tell me that was nesferatu you just tried to say yes, yes. I, I i i want i want to get into the buzz and watch nesferatu so that's my third one i love those for you i'm so excited for thank you your nosferatu uh journey um thank you Thank you. Uh, it almost sounds like Klaatu Veratu Nikto or something like that. Um, it almost it almost sounds like Pan's Labarneth. I was going to say Pan's Labarneth. The, the Necronomicon. Okay. So with that, Aubrey, what are your New Year's horror resolutions? Horror Damn, that's what it should have been. Horror resolutions. Damn, you go. that's what it is now. And my horror resolutions. <laughs> Our number one, I want to rewatch the Argento catalog. I want to rewatch all of Dario Argento stuff, especially now that, um, you know, we got Ty West saying Maxine's going to be very Jalo like his uh, homage to Argento. And it's been a long time since I've seen like The Bird and the Crystal Plumage and some other really good ones. I mean, I watch Suspiria all the time, but he's more than just Suspiria people. So. Definitely going to rewatch the Argento catalog. Number two, I really want to watch this movie that Eli Roth uh, said in his podcast. Actually, Quentin Tarantino told me about it, and I had no idea it was a thing. But it's called uh, Phantom of the Paradise, which is a rock horror musical that came out before Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and it was directed by Brian De Palma, the guy who did like Carrie, The Fury, um, really renowned guy. So, yeah, uh, okay. definitely watch phantom of the paradise I've that's heard. a really really good um i have that soundtrack on vinyl um and uh yeah i think you have a lot of fun with that one i'm very excited i i love rocky horror i have a rocky horror tattoo which leans me right into my third one which is get more horror tattoos i have a yes. lot but i need more always need more uh i see parts of my leg skin and i don't like that because that's where my horror tattoos are and i need to cover them up uh so yeah let me know who I should get next. But yeah, those are my resolutions, my horror illusions. I fully support the tattoo thing. Yeah. I support all of it, but I really me love too. it. Shout out John, Stone Crow Studios here. He, me and him are huge horror nerds. And we just, you were talking about Toxic Avenger. He is like one of the biggest Toxic Avenger fans ever. So he's super excited about that. So okay. yeah, love I'll you, be John. seeing you soon, John. Love you, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Get them horror daddy tattoos. Say oh, yeah. so. less. <laughs> well, um, that's actually a really good resolution. I'm not going to take it, but I do want to add more to my sleeve this year. But my horror resolu- horrorolutions are, first one is to watch all the Godzilla movies. And I don't mean every single Godzilla movie. I just mean all the ones that I own that I haven't watched yet. Um, and maybe just start and just like go through all of them. Um, and then also some of the ones that I don't own but plan to buy, like Shin Godzilla. So really just feel inspired to go back and watch those. Cause I haven't watched a lot of them. Some of them I haven't seen, but also a lot of them I haven't seen since I was a little wee horror fan. 
And the next one is to set up a core four watch party. I know we talked about this yes. last year. Period. I have all these links saved and I want to get these going so we can start screening some movies and talking our trash and I'll pulling rip our my DVDs right here. Yes. Here you go, Maddie. I got this big old yeah. DVD ripper. Let me know. I'm so ready See, for that. We're already making it. We're making it. We're making it happen. It's the core four cinema. <laughs> um, so I want to get that off the ground. And then my third resolution is to meet Clive Barker at the Days of the Dead convention in Chicago. I'm planning on going, whether sponsored or not, and um, I want to meet him. And Ashley Lawrence is going to be there also, so have them sign my uh, my Hellraiser shit. Um, and I just want to be like Clive. I just want to like spend some time to just just tell me some stories. Just tell me what it was all about. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Want to ask about the thief of always, um, and why it still isn't it made into a movie? Uh, well, I kind of know why, but anyway, I love that. For those you. are my horror illusions. Those that makes amazing. me like emotional because I know, I know, like I met you know a horror icon this year, and to see like the fandom around that, it's just so beautiful to see, and to know that like, I mean, you're like a daddy horror horror, you know, like. You do it all. So to see if you like that actually happens, I see it for you, and I hope I hope it happens. Those are our horror horrorolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a good year, Jordana. What else? What else you got to say before we before we kick out kick it out? So I mean, I just want to thank everyone for tuning into episode uh, two because uh, if you made it this far, we appreciate you taking the time to hang with us and listen to us. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed episode one. If you did like, like, and you know, rate, rate our stuff. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify now. Like give us a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Go hit us up on Instagram. Follow us all individually. Follow us on the core four pod platform. And we just want to thank you for having us. So everyone take care, be a horror whore, and we love you.